There's so much stuff. All right. All right, welcome back to another Tile Nation, Tile Money interview. My name is Luke Miller, your host. We're sitting down with Ron Nash, president of Ladacree. How are you, Ron? Good morning, Luke. I'm doing great. Good, good. <clears throat> well, let's start off with a couple of softball questions here, if you don't mind. Okay. You, uh, you've got a lot of you know interesting hobbies and are really artistic. Uh, in fact, if you've seen the, if you've seen my face over here, the pencil drawn uh, drawing, that was Ron Nash. So he's uh, multi-talented. What about, I know you do, you do a lot of vacations, and I came up with this question because you've been sharing a lot of photos yes. from past vacations, and it got me thinking, and I even started looking at some photos from my Ireland trip, and yep. uh, going through that was so fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So what's your favorite vacation memory? Okay, so first of all, the whole, what you might see me doing right now on, on social is that I'm in a challenge. I'm in a, I'm in a challenge with a group of other executives that, uh, the challenge was that you want to apply or pick up a skill or a talent that you had as a child that you did not get better at, but pick it up as an adult and, and apply 10,000 hours towards that challenge. So what I used to do all the time, my mother is a classically trained artist, and, and um, so what I used to do all the time is draw with her and things like that. So I picked that as my, my 10,000 hour challenge. Nice. Now, here's the thing, you don't realize how many hours 10,000 hours is right. like, until you start logging like what you're doing. So I'm about uh, 4,500 hours into into this multi-year uh, challenge. And so what you're seeing is a doodle. This, <laughs> okay, so that picture that I drew that's there on that big uh, sign um, was actually from the photo that you, you took a selfie yeah. of my thing. So I, on the flight home, I drew that really quickly and sent it to you. I didn't expect yeah. that anybody in public would. <laughs> <laughs> see it but it is funny and it's fun you know it's just something that's fun and I think it's really important for people to tax different parts of their brain mm -hmm. and and art is one of those things that if you're a tile installer believe it or not you're using that part of your brain because you're laying out patterns and you're you're learning how what looks good what doesn't look good you're yeah. looking, looking at shade all the tones of the colors that you use all that stuff so Tile is connected to art really, really tightly. Yeah. And, and you know, so I think it's it's pretty cool. But So I'm trying to use that part of my brain, you know, and, and get better at those kind of things. Help me with my creativity. Yeah. You know, I think it's a, it's a big thing. Now, as far as the photos go, <clears throat> so I've been taking pictures for 20 years. And I don't know whether you've ever gone through your past photo streams, but... Um, I've been trying to clean up and, and take the best of my travel photos and put together a coffee table book okay. for myself. It's sure, not, you know, sure. Just for myself. And so that's a lot of the photos that were coming out. And that actually has spurned, uh, spawned itself into a little bigger project um, because I've done three walkabouts during, uh, during COVID. One in the beginning where I went out into the field and talked to contractors and did some interviews, those kind of things, take some photos. And I did one in the middle uh, where um, I drove around the West. I drove 3,500 miles around the West, took a bunch of photos. And then I'm going to do another one at the end of this year. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're, we're seeing a lot more uh, recovery. And I just wanted to photographically uh, capture what's happened in the industry during COVID. And, and I've put together some pretty cool stuff, actually. Nice. It's surprisingly very interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm working on that. So yeah, you see me uh, carrying around the old Leica now trying to take some better pictures because the one thing that about this is wasn't planned, you know? So so I didn't 
carry equipment that I probably should have. Now, in retrospect, I re- really wish I would have. Yeah. Um, because there's such a, a crazy time in history that we're living through. Yeah. That hopefully I don't ever have to live through it again. But 10 years from now, it might be interesting to look back, you know. And so that's kind of what I'm doing. I, it, I, I think it uh, it definitely will be. There's no <laughs> might about it. <laughs> yeah. And and you know at Latikri, you know we're. We're a bunch of adventurers, you know. Our yeah. culture is wrapped around travel and meeting new people. Right. And our culture is really big into, obviously, outdoors, you know, wildlife, those kind of things. Um, just because our owners, you know, David Rothberg has lived, he probably stays more nights in a tent than he does his house, you know. Yeah. The guy really enjoys the outdoors. And uh, all of, you know, a lot of our team has gone through the North American Outdoor Leadership School, and we're train in that way and so it's really part of our part of our dna that you know we're, we're really tight with that so you'll see how that affects us is that we're continually curious about other cultures other people you know we're a big tent in this world and, and ladycrete's one of those you know yeah. it's kind of like everything exists there yeah so it's so it's kind of cool to, to see the the culture you know yeah. I mean, it's a, a cultural thing Tell me about this wilderness training, you said, leadership yeah. training. Or? So David Rothberg um, has been on the board of the North American Outdoor Leadership School for quite some time, um, and our executive teams go on these retreats, and, and usually there are a number of weeks where, you know, I've gone lamaneering, <laughs> so you literally have a llama that yeah. you've got to take care of, and, and you hike over the Tetons, uh, those okay. kind of things. Um, we've gone to... In Maine, we've gone ocean kayaking, sea kayaking. Um, I've gone to, uh, it's just a number of things, Alaska. I go to Moab every year. You know, so, pardon me. The idea is that we're continually uh, getting to know each other deeply. Because, you know, the one thing you can't hide in a leadership thing is, if you're hungry and you're uncomfortable and you're cold and you're wet, let the emotions come out. That's where the real, you know, that's where the real human comes yeah, out. Yeah. And if you can learn how to um, lead in that environment, then you know, boardrooms are a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, if you're in the boardroom and uh, you know you're hungry, you just get up and get yourself a snack. Right. Right. <laughs> but if you're in the middle of the bush, you know, and it's and it's cold and rainy and all of those, we get to see how people interact together. You know, we, we call it expedition behavior. If you're on an expedition with each other, the things that make it work is you start noticing how each other feels, right? Yeah. And you're, oh, Luke is a little tired. Luke seems to be hanging back a little bit. I'm going to check in with Luke and see how he's doing. Hey, can I get you anything? How are you feeling? Are we, are we going too fast? Are we going too slow? These are all expressions of caring. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to learn how to be a good leader, it's a great way to do it because you're really dealing with the real emotions, real people, you know. So a lot of my uh, leadership style has come from those experience, you know, the, the, um, the real hard leadership that you can apply literally in everything, you know. You can, and that's the whole, that's the cool part about it. Yeah. So, so it strengthens the relationships amongst team, teams, certainly. coworkers. Yeah, certainly. Nice, nice. Yeah, I wonder- there's a relationship there. Um, at that special after that, but I think the bigger part is you're just more aware. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just more aware. You're more aware of what's going on. You're more aware of how people are feeling. And I find that in business, a lot of times we talk about like making the bottom line balance. You know, um, gross profit margin. You know, all the supply chain stuff that you have to do. The hard, the hard business analytics. Yeah. And we forget the human. 
Yeah. And and I find that um, my job now, especially as we, I've become the president of the company, my job is primarily humans now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong, I've got a significant responsibility for all of the financials and, and all of the things that I that I have to do and on my plate, but... But really, at Ladycrete, we're worried about the entire human, the whole human. How do we, how do we uh, make people's lives better mm-hmm. who work here? Because if you have that as a mission, then everything else sort of takes care of itself. Yeah. You know, you get closer to the customer because you're, you know, you're a more thoughtful individual. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, but. Um, it's that soft side stuff that I've been focusing a lot on, and it's been really hitting pay dirt for sure. Yeah, especially through COVID. COVID's just so crazy. It's just well, it's I just was so gonna hard. say. I mean, it's, it sounds like we need more of this stuff now than more than ever, right? This kind of thinking. I, and I, listen, with, okay, so you got the great resignation. Uh-huh. You know, everybody's right. like, eat, pray, love, right? Everybody's looking at their career, saying, is this the right thing for me? Is this the right industry for me? Do I have enough? You know, do I do I feel accepted and welcome here? Look, a lot of people say, "Oh, they left. This guy leaves a job because of money, or they leave the job because they're not making enough, or whatever." And I got to tell you, the massive uh, truth that's sitting in front of everybody is: most of the time, people leave jobs for bad relationships, and they leave organizations because they don't feel loved, welcomed, respected. And if you can foster an organization and this is hard it's a not it's not easy it requires effort okay it's not it's not something that you just say oh well, I love everybody and we're good you've got to work on this but if you have a an environment like that then then you'll see people start picking up the slack for each other and everybody's load goes down and the environment is so much happier and um, that's my mission that's my entire mission for Laticre yeah. if, if you want to know my secret work that's really what I do. Yeah. Um, is I'm concerned about the people. I'm concerned about getting good talent in and making sure that that talent's well cared for, fostered, fed, and, yeah. and, and moving forward. So that's pretty much what I do for work now. So you talk about the great resignation <laughs> or the anti-work movement, I, yeah. I've heard it called. How has that impacted Laticrete? And what do you do you know, yeah. to kind of combat it? Well, okay, so well, the good news is, is that we, our retention is very, very good. Okay. So we don't, we don't have a, a lot of people leaving. But we do have an industry challenge that we're, bu- we're, we're bumping up against, which is we're continually trying to source and find new young voices, young people to get in our industry. And, if, and it's a real concern of mine because if you look at the average age of the people that even walk around, you know, um, we need to get that younger, the youth inside of this, inside of this great industry, you know, and... Uh, so my my whole thing is, with Laticrete is that I'm continually trying to bring younger people in. Okay. And and by the way, younger people in a lot of different ways. You know, social media outreach, younger people um, in you know as far as participating in different uh, industries. Um, we have some new positions that we're going to be opening up this year that we're specifically going to try to find some interns from universities nice, to nice. you know to bring in and and help. So we're trying to uh, uh, bring people into our business and into our industry from outside of our industry. Um, you know, a lot of times companies like mine will just like look for tile contractors, right? right I, I right. want to hire all the tile contractors. Well, that's a problem after a while. You know, if you're continually 
yeah, just might. only bringing in the tile contractors, who's going to be the next tile contractors? You know, that makes me nervous. So, so we're looking for some forward-thinking individuals from outside of our industry that we can bring and show how cool it is, how great this plate, you know, how great it is. And by the way, we're a technology company too. Right. So a lot of the, especially younger people, want to work for companies that are forward-thinking. We have the latest technology Every, everywhere. We're continually training on new methods of communication. We were doing the Teams virtual meetings and things like that way before it was cool to do it. You know, so we're continually looking to bring technology into people's work to amplify them and uh, also to attract the younger people because they require it. I mean, yeah. they, they won't, they just literally won't stay in a company that's not tech forward. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is the digital's the way of the future, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy when I sit in a, you know, I sit in a meeting where Henry B. Rothberg, who's basically retired, yeah. but Henry B. Rothberg calls me on a Saturday and says, hey, when's our NFT going to drop? Yeah. If you guys knew Henry Rothberg, you would not expect words like NFT to come out of a gentleman of that age. Right. His mouth. Yeah. You know, but... But he's eager to get into the next thing. Exactly. They're always... He embraces it, huh? Exactly. They're okay. always eager to get into that next thing. And that so next when is the Lady Creek NFT going to drop? Probably next month. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so we do. We have some... Uh, so how, so are you up. getting into... Um, looking into accepting crypto and... So, yeah. So it's a lot harder than what you'd think. Sure. You would think that we, we'd be able to just, you know, start accepting crypto form of payment and all these other things. But there are some serious financial accounting rules that have to be followed when you do that kind of thing, especially with a company of, of our size. So we're, we're really kind of trading in that uh, slowly, but... It is something that we are going to be doing in the nice. future. It's, we are looking for that because not just crypto, but blockchain technology has great opportunity for a lot of people as far as contract work, you know, how we, how we might sign agreements in the future, um, you know, all those things. So there are some space inside of our, our world for that. Sure. You know, and of course, then when you start talking about the potential impact on trademarks, logos, brand names, all of that, I mean, that space is just the future. Yeah. So you it have to like be it. looking at that. Yeah. right now and I'm launching some cool products yeah and, you yeah know, so yeah for sure and I want to talk about those products for sure uh, it, there's been a running theme here if you haven't noticed uh, you know we started talking about Ron's 10,000 hour project where he's you know doodling for yep. you know you're Just on doodling. hour what 500 I'm, no I'm on 40 I'm at 40 44 about 44 oh you're almost halfway there that's now what happens at that 10,000 hour mark i mean what is the whole idea between getting to ten thousand? so i think it, that obviously started from a book um and and the title is escaping me right now and i apologize for that but it was basically saying you could become expert in really anything that you apply ten thousand hours of, of of good solid practice to and um you know i'm in this executive group and we challenge each other to do a lot of things and one of the one of the people said hey we're gonna I like to challenge you to pick up a skill when you were a child and apply that now. Right. And that happened to be the one that I selected. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's been um, such a great mental uh, thing. It's been a, it's been a, a, a meditation of sorts. Yeah. You know, because I'm doodling around, but I'm also thinking, and I'm and my brain is in a different mode. 
and I'm connecting the dots to yes, things, yes. you know, and I do come up with some a much better. Well, I figured that solutions. was the case. I mean, we're opening up what our left side of the brain, right? Our creative side of the brain when we do this type of stuff. If we're just stuck on in the office on a computer Ugh. or maybe on a tile job, right? And, and you're just like looking at the tile and you got a prom and you ever walk, get up, walk around, look at the birds, go do something, do something yeah. open up your mind, open up another you know, side of your, your brain. And then we talked about how, you know, as a company, you've done trainings in, in the woods, uh, on, yeah. on rafts and all this stuff, and you're opening up a new situation. You're really embracing a new environment to really advance, you know, your work over here. You have to you have to do something different and change it up, like getting into NFTs when you're 80. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So now, what else? Tell us about uh, Lady Crete's new products. You want to you wanna give okay. us any new so, releases or anything? So I'm interested, okay, so I'm interested in your contracting experience, all right? So when you were looking for a new product, what? How did you decide that you were going to use a new product or stick with your old way? Oh, that's a good point. Um, well, if I if there was a challenge on the job site, you know, I wanted to find the product that was going to help me overcome that challenge. So, you're looking so problem solution. So I'm looking for a solution to my problem, right? Yep. And then if I'm just looking, if I'm if I'm in Tile Geeks, Global Tile Posse, True. you know, John Bridge Forms, and my peers are talking and excited about things, that would I, I so like when, when, proof? when uh, yeah, so, so when Titanium came out, sure. and I'm telling on myself because I was so excited about it. I was like, this is the new, I love Platinum, right? I know Platinum's capabilities, so I had a job. And I'm like, we're going titanium. Well, it, it was the wrong thin set, but I just used it because I was excited. So the lesson there is talk to your rep. Yeah. Don't just go on the social media excitement and, oh, new product, I'm gonna use yeah. it, right? Because it might not be the right one. So yeah. I, I would say half, 80% of the um, time I picked something was if my peers were excited about it. Sure. And then 20, 30% is like, oh, I got a problem, what's the solution? But as I matured, I would learn to, you know, maybe slow down and talk to the rep. Yeah, it's perfect. So um, I asked you that question. I cold called you with that question, yeah. right? Because I wanted to get a real response. I'm finding that contractors are falling into certain buckets, right? You have contractors who are super forward thinking. It's like, if I come, if I even say the word new, they're like, send it my direction. I want right, it. I want right, to try it. Right. And then I've got the guys who in the middle are a little, they're a little, maybe were burnt by an idea before or whatever. They're a little bit skeptical. They kind of hang out a little bit. And then you have that group of people we're just like, I've done it this way for 97 years, and that's the way we're going to do it. And I don't care what happens. You could come out with self-installing tile, and I'm not going to use it. Right. All right. So what I'm trying to do is influence people mm-hmm. to be open-minded to new technologies. Because um, my, my business survives and thrives on looking at research, that next chemistry that's going to make our, our job sites safer, healthier, easier to do the job the job experience is one of our core values mm-hmm. is that we want to upgrade the job experience so part of that is that we look at our our new products that we launch from a different angle mm-hmm. and i think what what is cool about this relationship is i can kind of tell you guys the inside of what we're thinking yeah. so if you look at our adhesives so say tile or say titanium for example and multimax light these are two examples of platform products that have reduced the the burden of silica on the job right so we don't want silica in our lungs we don't want we want that product to be light well that research and development also said hey look if we're really going to be talking about healthier products then we need to be able to pick up the product and physically physical health right so if i have a product that's 50 pounds 
and I can make that same product 20 pounds, then that's a real win. You know, that's a physical win, if, especially if you have to unload a pallet of material and get it to a, jo- a part of the job. So we're looking for ways to make things physically lighter. We're looking for things, and, and it's funny because the homeowner will have no idea, right? Or the or the or the or the building the building owner will have no idea mm-hmm. that we put those innovations in there. Those are strictly for the contractor, right? That's They're true. Strictly for the, in, the the person who's using the material. We want to we you know we want to think about the longevity of these of these guys. How can you do your art and have us be a partner? But have, how can you have your body not fall apart? Right. We're really really looking at that. We've done some. Uh, great research, and there's a guy named Spencer Mahew who's over our product development. Hey, we're doing even more research in this department, but the ideas are that our new products are a lighter, better for you, those kind of things. But So we're launching this year, and the reason why I also ask you about their evaluation is sometimes you want to get into a new type of business. Mm-hmm. And what we also try to push is that our contractors look at their business holistically and say, yeah, we can speak to you as far as tile goes, and we want you to be excellent, awesome tile installers. But hey, also you might want to look at this near neighbor or business that right. might be good for you. Right. And this is where it sounds weird, but we also teach tile contractors how to do coatings. Sure. And you would think, well, is that bad for the tile industry? Absolutely not. If you have a tile contractor who's doing a shower in a custom home and he can pick up an extra five grand by doing the coating in the garage yeah. in two days. Yeah. I like money. I mean, I think I think every business should look at this. And if you have the meticulous um, training of how to do tile, oh my goodness, you can do coatings for right, sure. Right. You can do coatings for sure. Yeah. So this is one of those things. It's like that near neighbor when you when you look at the pie chart of your business. Those income streams are really important, and you'd know this, you know, because you're running a media. The more streams, right the better. The more streams, the better, exactly. And so, a lot of the the contractors that we're talking to, this might be a really good thing. So, along those lines, we know a lot of guys are into self leveling now, mm. and they've got you know good self leveling skills, and we're selling self leveling like crazy, like crazy right now. So that means that the tile industry is really starting to accept it. Which is great because we're a little bit behind the European markets as far as that goes. We, I mean, European uh, markets definitely have been self-leveling and doing flowable screeds for a lot, lot longer than we have. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got a lot of that technology that's really cutting edge in that part. And part of it is we also think that some of these floors are beautiful the moment they're poured. Right, right. And we're like, you know, sometimes that is a finished floor. Right. Right? And so now we have a, a massive amount of product of, of products that we're doing as far as overlays. I'm going to check my notes to make sure that I sure. I don't miss any of the capabilities. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell a quick story um, sure. while you're checking the notes. David Sandana is someone who watched the Troy Wicks interview for sure. Spartacote. Yep. He went out right away, booked himself a, um, uh, you know, a, a job illustration or a demonstration from your reps. Sure. I think Troy might have went out there for that. And then he sold... Like he just put it on next door, and he sold like three coatings within a week, and he's like added a, a garage epoxy coating business to his flooring business, and it's exactly that. That's exactly I right. It. I love it. I See, mean, one tile money podcast with he went out, he he learned about the product, he went out, and made thirty thousand dollars. Boom. <laughs> you know, that's those stories are the ones that yeah. like this is why I do this. This yeah. is why we're doing this. This yeah. Yeah, I love this. You know, um, so Terrazzo, Terrazzo is really popular. Right very difficult. It's, right. it's challenging stuff to work with. And not every job is a Trazo type job, mm-hmm. 
but at the same time, it's a nice thing that you might, a feather you could put in your cap, so to speak, if you can do a job like that. So we have a, a cement overlay. Okay. Um, you know, it's NXT level SP, and SP sounds, stands for salt and pepper. Okay. So the idea is it's a finish, it's a finished floor. You can put it down, you can grind it, you can, you can dye it or with, our, with our color packs. Okay. You can make it all kinds of different colors. So it's just one more product that we've launched that are gonna, that's going to give an opportunity for people to um, add another cap- capability to their, to their bag. You know? And that's for residential? or Residential, commercial. We okay. have it in a Lamborghini or an a exotic car collector sure. um, museum in, in Northeast right now. And it is gorgeous. White floor, polished, beautiful. Mm. These cars sit there and sit on It's gorgeous. Anyway, nice. So, nice. so that's one product that we're, we're launching. Um, one of our favorite products that we sell right now is a product called Trilite. Uh-huh. Trilite's another example of that technology. It's super light. Um, Trilite, super light physically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're coming out with a rapid version of that now. Okay. So, yeah. So That'll be Trilite nice. Trilite will have a, a way that we can do those jobs super fast now. That's great. And then the final thing is we got, we've got we been working with this uh, a guy named, I have a product development name, uh, guy. His name is Elvis. First okay. of all, that's it's the best name ever. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. His name's Elvis Torres. He's a That's fan. why you hired him. Yeah, he, exactly. Um, I was like, I don't even know that you're any good. You're, you're, on your name alone, you're in. Um, but no, so Elvis um, has been working on, on building these mixing, these mixing centers for, um, for self-leveling and SP and those kind of things. So now we have a whole suite of tools that, uh, you know, look, we're not, we're not a tool company, but we are a company that has uh, curated the best of the best in order to do the job and to do the job right. So we're going to have some additional mixing and tilt, tilt buckets, those kind of things that we're coming out with to help our contractors know not only what to use, but how to use it. Yeah. So Cool. Yeah. So th- there you go. We, we got that in new colors of grout, and you're going to hear all kinds of other things. I love it. New thermostats. We're just, oh, I love it. Swag. We're, we're you, we can never have enough stuff. swag. That's exactly right. So The socks are the number one thing I get uh, asked for. You got yeah. some socks for me? Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, thanks for joining me today. If you guys enjoyed listening to Ron today, you can come back um, tomorrow at noon. And Ron's going to bring a few of his uh, team yep. team with, right? Yep. Going to have All an right. opportunity to meet some of my RVPs, I hope. I hope I... that they make it. Their flight was delayed, but hopefully. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so I really appreciate what you're doing here, Luke, and I appreciate uh, everybody who, who watches the podcast. I hope your businesses are doing awesome. And you've got a friend in me. Uh, if you guys need me, get, get a hold of me, and I'm more than happy to put my back behind helping you. And uh, let's have a profitable 2022. I'm stoked so far. Excellent. We're coming out of the blocks really strong so this could be a really good year nice excellent that's good to hear all right brother all right ron thanks again thanks